Yeah, that soccer show is proud to be a part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Go check out all the great coverage of soccer in the Carolinas at soccer, the letter N, sweettea.com. We've been telling you about Uptown Poor here on the podcast for a while now, and we're super excited that they're continuing to support us and everything we're trying to do to help grow soccer in the upstate. But I wanted to tell you a little bit more about Uptown Poor. They're part of an of a umbrella organization called the Uptown Company, which is Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. So they offer these two unique Uh, services for you. One, Uptown Poor being a beverage catering company where they can give you bar service for your event or party. And then Uptown Catering where they they can bring food. They can do any of the food items for your party. And so you can use them in tandem together to put on an incredible event. If it's a wedding, if it's an anniversary, if it's some kind of party you're hosting this summer, you need to check out Uptown Poor and Uptown Catering. And if you have, if you're like me, you're a visual person, you want to see what this kind of stuff looks like, I would encourage you to go over to Instagram, check out The Uptown Company, and you can see pictures of drinks and food that they've done. Man, they had a picture of some cannolis from the Artisphere tent that they had, and man, do they look good. They also had some fish tacos and margaritas that looked really good. So go check them out on Instagram there, um, and then you can visit their two sites, UptownPoorCo.com or UptownCateringSC.com to check out all the things that they have on offer. This is Yeah, That Soccer Show, the completely unofficial podcast that talks all things Greenville FC, NPSL, and so much more. So come on, Greenville, this show is for you, it's about you, and we want this show to be driven by you. So email the show at yeahthatsoccershow at gmail.com or slide into our DMs over at at YTSSpodcast. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome into episode number 22 of Yeah, That Soccer Show. Hey, up top, right at the beginning, I need to apologize to you all. Um, I had been putting out some World Cup previews for you and got caught up along the way, and those just kind of fell off the plate. Uh, My work schedule this week has increased. I've moved up from part-time to full-time. And I have been writing World Cup previews also over at Soccer and Sweet Tea, and I have not had any time to record this week. So those things kind of dropped off the face of the planet. I'm not going to go back and try to record all those now that the World Cup has started, but I would encourage you to go over to Soccer and Sweet Tea and read the previews and the predictions articles. You can see all of my breakdown of all the things we were chatting about, the players to watch, the chances to win. And then I, get, I along with the other writers at Soccer and Sweet Tea, give you our predictions for how this World Cup is going to pan out. And, man, it has been a fun one so far. That Spain-Portugal game today was something special. If you didn't catch that, make sure you go back and check that out. So on today's show, we're going to take a a few minutes just to break down the game from last weekend. I know it was a a while ago since we um, watched that match, but I want to talk about some, some highlights of that game And then we are going to break down the Atlanta Silverbacks Part 2 match coming up this weekend. And I need to let you know next week I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to be out of town. Um, So I am going to have capabilities to record. The episodes will probably be a good bit shorter 
Um, and the sound quality may not be quite what you're used to because I'm not going to take my microphone. I'll probably just be recording on my phone. So just prepare yourself for that. But I am going to do my best to get some episodes out to you while I am on vacation next week as we move towards uh, a midweek match and then our first matchup against Asheville City next Saturday. So let's start off today by looking back at the 1-1 draw with Chattanooga FC last week. Now, Greenville has been on quite a tear lately. It's been very, very fun. We have had almost all of our wins and draws, if not all of them, maybe all of them, where we have actually come back from deficits to either win or draw. This team is showing that they have a ton of grit, and I think you saw that again in this matchup. In my mind, and, and we need to say that I need to say this: Chattanooga is the best team in our division. They are sitting atop the table. They have not lost a match yet, and they are looking very, very good as they always do. And I think we walked through some of their accolades and their history last week on the preview show. You know how good that team is. They're they're the best in our league, and that's that's all there is to say about it. And for the first half of the match, for sure on Saturday. We had their number. We really looked like a better team. Now, Chattanooga does play a very defensive style, and this is how they win matches. They they defend really well, and then they win a lot of matches, one to nil or two to one. They just win a lot of real low scoring games where they kind of shut down the other teams and they get a goal here or there um, to put them ahead. Now, there are some games they obviously win more than that if they're playing a, a team that is inferior to them in in a lot of ways, but. The thing I took away from that was we really had their number in the first half and Greenville looked like the better team. I said going into that matchup that that was going to be after the Chattanooga match, which is right now was the midpoint of this season. And I said that was going to be kind of the measuring stick for us to see what this team can do going forward. And all I got to say is like looking at the last several matches and especially that Chattanooga game last weekend, this team is poised to make a run towards the postseason. We are, we saw right there, you're, we're on par and, in fact, looked a little better in the first half than the best team in our division. They get a goal, kind of an unlucky goal again, and I feel like I feel like every time I say the other team gets a goal, it, it feels like almost all of them are these unlucky goals. But, you know, that's just that's soccer. Sometimes they come up in really inopportune moments. Um, but Chattanooga gets, gets the goal, and it feels like, it feels like we're heading for defeat in the match and Regson Watkins comes in in about, I think he came in about the 60th minute or so he immediately changes the matchup. Now we talked a lot last week about one of my concerns was that Greenville FC doesn't seem to have a true striker and a true finisher on the team. I think Regson all season has been the closest person we have to that even he is not a true striker or a finisher, but man, if you have seen the video replay that Greenville has from behind the goal of that of that goal, I mean, cross into the six-yard box and Rexon just gets his foot on it and punches it into the back. I mean, just a soft touch. It, it was amazing that he didn't overpower that and, and boot it over the crossbar or didn't, you know, miss it or with it. He was, he was coming in fast, just got kind of a, a light flick on it and punched it right in the back of the net. That's the kind of thing we've been lacking all season because we've been getting those crosses in to scoring positions. We just haven't been able to get quite the finish on it. And so it was really, really 
promising and it felt very good to see someone finally come in and score in that way. But to be honest with you, that score isn't what gave us a point in that match. And honestly, like that score would have won us the match had we been able to keep Chattanooga from scoring their first goal. I think one of the things that really helped us walk away with a share of the points was our defensive effort and not just on our back line, but even more specifically in our midfield, uh, a guy that is a very regular worker for this team that is probably, he doesn't play a position that gets a lot of notice or a lot of accolades because he's not going to show up on the stat sheet a ton, but Lawrence White had a incredible game on Saturday. He is number six. If you don't know, He's always there in the midfield, and man, on Saturday, it just felt like every time Chattanooga would get possession and start to move down the field, he would force a turnover, or he would slow them down, or hold up play, or he would get the ball as we were kind of building our offense, and he would kind of be the glue that would sit there in the middle and hold the ball and get it out to where it needed to go. He was the train conductor. He really was doing a great job of distributing and playing tremendous, tremendous defense as a midfielder. So Greenville, once again, went with the 3-2-5 or maybe 3-4-3 formation, but really kind of plays more like a 3-2-5 again on Saturday, and it worked well once again. I don't know if that's just like our, our new preferred formation, if that is maybe the uh, just just – based on what the other team plays and how they usually structure their offense, what we're going to do. I will say, I think it did shift a little bit uh, in the second half, but for that first half, the, the three, two, five, three, five, two, or three, four, three worked really, really well defensively. And I think that's what we have been seeing is that that formation for us defensively is really, really key. And it also helps us with having those two wing guys getting up high. It helps us to get a good attacking offense going in the matches. So um, in terms of our player of the match for last weekend, I I don't normally like to do something like this because I feel like it's kind of a cop-out to split the award and give it to two people. But I'll tell you why I'm going to do it. Because one guy played from the start till about the 70th minute and one guy came in on the 60th minute. And so my two players of the match, so they basically, between the two of them, they played a full match. So my two players in the match are Lawrence White and Rexon Watkins. It's hard to not give it to Rexon for that goal. I mean, that just was was incredible. And as much as we had talked about the need for finishing, hard to not give it to him. But really, Lawrence was the one the entire first half who stood out to me as like it's got to be it's got to be this guy. Uh, this has got to be the guy to to get the player of the match award. So uh, wrapping up a couple more things about Chattanooga. Hey, if you did not get to meet any of the Chattahooligans at the tailgate or at the match, man, they really just set the standard that I hope our fans can one day become the Milltown operatives in particular, but really anybody that's coming to the matches. You saw they traveled. You saw they brought their drums. You saw they had these incredible flags that they just waved back and forth the entire match. They were loud. They were vocal. Man, what a cool sight. And I hope that we can return the favor either when we go to Chattanooga, but really definitely when we go to Asheville, I hope we can take a contingent of folks and we can be a presence when we have road trips that are close enough to to be there. And and hopefully this team, I think I think you have seen, if you've had any interaction with the team, uh, with Greenville FC, the players or the management, or even just through social media, I hope you've seen that 
This team appreciates the support that we give them. They are supportive of us and they are going to do everything for us to, to just help us be the best we can. So these players notice it. They love it. They appreciate it. You got to remember a lot of these guys are college kids and they've got, uh, they've got fans who know their name, who are chanting for them, who are rooting for them week in and week out, despite honestly not having a ton of reason to, in terms of results. It's not to say that draws are not good, but we've got one victory on the year. And so we're one, three and three, you know, for a lot of teams and a lot of fan bases, that would be enough for them to just kind of phone it in for the year. But I love that we're not that way. I love that Greenville FC and the fans of Greenville FC can be fans who are not just fair weather. We're going to be there through everything, through wins, losses, draws, through rain, through sunshine, through heat. And that we are just going to be there and support these guys. And I think they appreciate it and they notice it. So continue to do that. But I just wanted to make that note about the Chattahoola hooligans. Thank them for coming to our tailgate. It was amazing to have them out there at the watch party. And then they, they hung out as we ate and just enjoyed our time up until we all went into the stadium. So uh, if you didn't get to meet them, make sure you try to make it out to Chattanooga in a couple weeks or uh, next year when they come back here, uh, make an effort to show up to the tailgate and meet them. Cause there were a lot of cool cool dudes in and ladies in that contingent. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and then on the backside, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Silverbacks part two. We here at Yeah That Soccer Show are proud to welcome our newest partner, Brad Butchkowski. Brad is a real estate agent with the Wondercheck Realty Group, and he is here to serve all of your real estate needs in the upstate. Brad is a huge fan of the podcast. He is a founding member of Greenville FC, and he wants to connect with you to help you buying or selling a house, whatever you're looking to do. Um, you can visit his website, brad.selling-greenville.com. Check out the listings he's got there. Um, or you can connect with him online. Uh, he has He's on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Brad Buczkowski, B-U-C-Z-K-O-W-S-K-I. Or you can find him on Twitter. That might be the easiest spot to find him. It's I am Brad B. Brad Buczkowski, the newest partner for Yeah That Soccer Show. We're excited to have him. Hey, tell him you've heard about him on the podcast. Welcome back in. We're going to break down the Atlanta Silverbacks matchup coming up tomorrow as Greenville travels down to Silverbacks Park in Atlanta. Hey, I don't know. I've already heard some some chatter about some folks traveling down. Hey, if you're traveling down, make sure you show up, wear your green or your black. I heard the boys are wearing black this weekend, but wear green because they're going to, you know, Silverbacks have some black in their colors too. Wear, wear green to make sure you stand out. Make sure you cheer them loud and proud. I won't be able to be down there. I'm going to go on vacation tomorrow morning, but I will be watching from the condo at the beach. I'm going to try and do some pregame coverage again and some halftime coverage on Periscope and Twitter. Make sure you get your questions into me before then because I'll probably be doing it on my phone so I won't be able to look at them during the the pre-show and the halftime show. So make sure you get that stuff in. Use hashtag YTSS live on Twitter and I would love to chat with you guys. Um, I'm probably not going to do a live stream just because I might be watching the match on my phone. Um, but make sure you check into all that on Saturday. That's tomorrow. If you aren't traveling to Atlanta tomorrow and you're planning on watching the match, this, I'm just going to give you a heads up and a fair warning. If you remember the matchup against New Orleans that was on the My Kuju 
website that we had so many issues with. Well, Atlanta uses the same website. Hopefully there won't be as many issues this go around. Hopefully whoever is filming will get it going prior to the match starting. I will try to tweet out a link to that um, before the game starts tomorrow so that everybody can jump on and find that easily. Um, so let's talk about Atlanta a little bit. Atlanta so far this season is four, two and two. They have wins against the Emerald force. They've beat the Georgia revolution twice. They have beat the new Orleans jesters. They have two losses, both to Asheville city, and they have two draws, one to international and one of course to Greenville FC. Now, if you don't remember, this was the match that Quinn McNeil scored that amazing goal. Uh, just like the rocket Galazzo from the top of the box in the 71st minute to uh, tie the game. There was the red card at the very, very end of the match, right before stoppage time where the Silverbacks player was sent off. We talked a little bit on the podcast how like I didn't really think that was a red card or really even a card, um, but that was that match. So if you're having a hard time remembering, that was the match that uh, we played the Silverbacks at home. Now, Silverbacks Park is uh, not known to be the nicest place to play soccer in terms of facilities. So hopefully our boys don't get hurt. Um, hopefully it is it is in decent shape for tomorrow's match. Now, let me tell you a couple of folks. I mean, we've broken down the Silverbacks before, so I don't want to go into too much detail uh, just unnecessarily. But I want to tell you a little bit about their goal scorers. Remember, they have played eight games. Muhammad Kamara is their main goal scorer. He has five goals. Aaron Walker has three, and Sheriff Suma has three. One of them, one of Suma's goals was the goal that he scored against Greenville. Um, they've had two guys with red cards in the past. One was in our match, and uh, so... But they don't have anybody on yellow card watch or anything like that. They've really they have a couple guys with two yellow cards on the season, but they don't have anybody with three. So that is really kind of they're not they're not worried about that. Now they have, like I said, in that in the Greenville match, they did have somebody sent off, but I don't think it was really warranted or even because they were a hothead or anything like that. So I don't really see that as being a major concern for this match. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the things we saw when we played them the first time. It is going to ring true here. It's a it's a good team. It's not a great team. I think we can beat this team. Now, it's obviously going to be harder to beat them on the road than it is at home. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens come Saturday. I, uh, I want to make a, a prediction, and I'm not really sure which way I'm going to go here. I mean, I feel like on paper, in a neutral site, Greenville is the better team. I would probably pick them. To beat Atlanta two to one, if it was on a neutral place, two to one or three to one at home, if we played them again, I don't know. Being in Atlanta, it's going to be hard. I I hate picking a draw. I haven't picked a draw all year, but I think I could see this being another one one draw with the Silverbacks. Um, I think that's probably what I'm going to stick with. So I think I think Greenville can go in and escape with a point. And you know what? That's that's great because every point we pick up. Uh, is important to getting us to qualify for the playoffs. Right now we're at the bottom of the table, but it's a little deceiving. We, The way the table works, it's kind of weird. It, it doesn't go by overall points. It goes by points per game. We've played a couple less games than some of the people in front of us, and so we have less points, but we really could easily catch up and jump them. And, and we only need to be in six out of eight. Sixth 
out of eight to qualify for the playoffs. So I think that's still really, really within reach. We do have a tough stretch of games coming up, um, but I think we need to get some result here with Atlanta on Saturday. And then I think Wednesday midweek, we have every opportunity to go into Knoxville and come out with three points there on the road. Again, I'd love to get a home home win for us. We only got two more opportunities to do that, do that. Um, but I think we could go get some points there on the road midweek leading into to this new rivalry with Asheville next weekend. So I'm going to go with the one, one draw here for our, for our match with the Atlanta Silverbacks tomorrow, obviously always hoping for a win. Um, but I think the one, one draw is probably the way to go for this one. Uh, my other predictions I made last week about no, no cards in the match. I was wrong. We did get a card there at one point and it was, it was pretty well deserved. I think um, if I remember correctly, and I also said that Frego would score from a free kick, which obviously didn't happen. Um, we really didn't get a, a good opportunity at that. So I'm going to I'm gonna roll with that another week. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to roll with it till it happens. I think Frego scores off of a free kick. So that's my second prediction for the week other than the 1-1 draw. So, hey, thanks for tuning in as always. I hope you guys will continue to support the podcast, continue to tell your friends and spread the love as word spreads of Greenville FC. We got some really fun things lined up for you. I was able to record an in, interview with Tim Belkicki from the Asheville City podcast, You're Smarter Than Us. That will be airing next week as a part of the podcast leading into the weekend. I will try to do a recap and review of this match and a preview of Emerald City sometime early in the week, and then I'll try to do a re recap and review of Emerald city and a preview of Asheville city, including that interview with Tim Belkicki at the end of the week. But like I said, just be prepared that the two podcasts coming out next week are going to sound a little different. Um, not the end of the world. I hope you guys will push through and stick with us and continue to listen and tune in. Hey, thanks for all you do for Greenville FC. Thanks for all you do for. Yeah, that soccer show. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Spice and Tea Exchange of Greenville. In the heart of downtown, in fact, right at the corner of East North and North Main Street, lies a little shop where eaters can come together. The Spice and Tea Exchange has spices, sugars, salts, teas, and in-house made spice blends that you can purchase starting at a half ounce and working their way up. They've even provided spices and the like to restaurants and food trucks. So you can get these in mass quantities if you need to. You can even have a proprietary blend of salt or spice made, labeled, and bottled for your special event, whether it's a wedding, a graduation party, whatever you've got going on just for you. They want to help make that an awesome favor for your event. So you can visit them, like I said, on the corner of East North and North Main downtown, or you can visit their website at spiceandtea.com slash Greenville.